Aloha everybody and welcome to Spirit Chat Radio. Today I'm going to be covering a topic which is one I get asked about often. How to tell if you are a healer. So this can be kind of a confusing topic for people who are just learning about the metaphysical field or that they are in it more and then they want to dive deeper in a lot of people will ask me well how do I I'd like to do this I feel like I want to be a healer but how can I tell if I have the gift of being a healer Um, you know should I pursue this more and if I am a healer what am I supposed to do with this you know all these different kinds of questions it leaves a lot to be discovered about your abilities and so I thought I would just do a podcast on how to tell if you're a healer and help uh, clarify some of this. And this discussion, before I get into this, was on one of my Facebook groups. And if you're not on my Facebook community, definitely check it out. You can go to the uh, www.keystothespiritworld.com and on the tab up top, there's a thing that says Spirit Community. You can click on that, ask to join my spirit community where we have a lot of different discussions um, and it's been really successful. People share stories about spirit, spirit communication. Um, I ask, I do polls and we do questions. It's kind of an active metaphysical uh, or spirit community. So if you're interested in that, definitely check it out. Also, I want to remind you to check out my chi meditation if you're on that page because that meditation is just... The downloads are off the charts at this time. People are loving it. You just basically go to Keys to Spirit World and then scroll down. And then you can, if you enter your email, you can get a free meditation. That being said, um, I also have some other cool stuff coming up. But I'll talk to you about that in in a little bit. I have a new website where I'm going to be doing some premium podcasting. So that will be like more advanced podcasting for those of you who like this podcast, you might very much enjoy the premium podcast. So, all right, let's get into the nitty gritty of how to tell if you are a healer. So let's talk about what a healer actually is, because I think that there's some misconceptions out there um, that you probably are born with an ability that you know that you have right off the bat. You were struck by lightning hit by a car or something and you woke up knew you were a healer, um, which is funny. I guess that can happen, but that seems to be a common misconception and or that you just basically know that you, you have some ability to do healing work. Well, people think healing work is, you know, uh, they have some gift of being able to work on energy or do this or do that. While those are healers, gifts, let's kind of break it down into basics because I feel like people overthink this and that's where the confusion comes in on what the role that they might play as a healer. So basically a healer is someone who has a natural ability to raise another person's vibration. Simple as that. Um, A healer is someone who has an ability or natural ability to raise another person's vibration, who they come into contact with, whether that be knowingly or unknowingly. That person is 
leaving feeling better when they have contact with someone. So that's basically what a healer is. Now, there are also different types of healers. Um, and I'm going to talk about the different types. There's basic, roughly five categories um, that there will somewhat fit into. So you have the metaphysical community, which is the basic, what a lot of people think of as healers. Um, psychics, channelers, mediums, long-distance healers, energy workers, that sort of thing. You know, like uh, Reiki and different things. Um, well, there, although there's all kinds of energy workers out there. So you have that aspect of the healers, the metaphysical community. Then you have the medical field, which I think that people who are actually interested in, when they call it a healer, um, I think that people look at the more of the spiritual aspect of being a healer. But the medical field has some amazing healers. Um, doctors, surgeons, nurses, chiropractors, um, all kinds of amazing healers uh, actually are drawn to the what I call the what people refer to as the legitimate medical healing field. You know, it's more the recognizable one, the one that's accepted more widely. Um, there are actually some amazing healers in that regard and those healer those people are drawn to being healers they want to heal help and heal people in some of them uh you may know believe in the spiritual stuff and some of them do, do not talk about it or they kind of don't really think about it but that doesn't make them any less of a healer it just makes uh their healing belief system different they're still healers they're still very much healers and they're still very much helpful to healing um the body and the and the spirit and the mind and people don't think about that but just going into a doctor and that's why they have placebos and whatnot going into a doctor knowing that you're under care and that they're really there to help you um, can actually lift someone's vibration and that's very helpful uh, then we have the alternative medicine and medical field um, which would be more of like herbology uh, natural paths, acupuncturists, um, although I'm sure acupuncturists might fit into the other category as well. Um, but these people tend to want to do some traditional healing, but then add a little bit more of the spiritual aspect into their healing work also, um, and some more of the organic uh, healing work and herbs and different things or different systems that have been around for hundreds of thousands of years. Then we have the body workers, um, which would be more like massage, uh, yoga, that type of stuff. Again, you could probably throw in some chiropractors and some Reiki people into the body workers category. So like you can, can see as I'm talking, some of them are going to crisscross and can fit into different categories. And then lastly, what a lot of people think about with healers also, besides the metaphysical aspect or body workers, would be the spiritual healers, uh, shamans. There would even be priests or um, people of cloth of different faiths. Um, and spiritual teachers uh, would also fall into this category of the spiritual healers. And the reason I wanted to kind of break down the different types of healers is because 
when people feel the urge to be a healer want to know am I a healer or how do I tell if I'm a healer uh, again one of the things that I notice when it comes to the metaphysical stuff or the spiritual stuff is everybody wants to separate things they want to put them in a small box and make um, a healer this these these things that fit in this really small category when if you're a healer it actually spreads out into mainstream sometimes and it definitely can spread across a lot of different cultures in a lot of different ways so if you're feeling like you're a healer or you're trying to figure out if you're a healer it doesn't necessarily mean that you would be a spiritual healer or a metaphysical healer always and that's the first thing that comes to people's minds um, it can mean that you're meant to fit into another one of these categories. So as I go through the signs, there's going to be 11 signs that I have for you, to, uh, ways that you can tell how, how you can tell if you're a healer. I want you to keep an open mind on you may be drawn to a different field than you think that you're drawn to. Also, you may have a natural ability or gift in another one of these fields. I want you to broaden your vision of what a healer is and just really keep an open mind and an, an awareness about how many healers there really are on the planet and how much that it integrates into mainstream as well as the spiritual aspect and how what you may feel the urge to do it may be one that fits into the metaphysical community or the spiritual um, aspect of healing but it also may definitely fit in with traditional and they're all important um it's not like when you're thinking from a healing aspect even when something happens with my family's um health i definitely i hit the healing aspect at all angles always 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 we do the medical field alternative medicine energy work long distance healing we hit it from every angle you don't just want to hit it because we still are physical people. We're still physically based as well as we are spiritually based. So even though that a lot of times physical things manifest from being not spiritually balanced or spiritually well and that your physical health is a, is a mirror of your, your spiritual health, by the time it manifests into being physical in nature you definitely need to handle the physical aspects as well as you need to resolve the spiritual aspects and as far as a healing goes my suggestion to anybody is always to hit it at all angles not just to pick and choose you want to just put out the fire anywhere you can put out the fire right that's just smart so um we're gonna get into or i'm gonna get into the 11, 11 signs, very spiritual number, um, that you are a healer, how to tell if you're a healer. And you may have some of these signs, you may have the majority of these signs, you may have all of these signs. It doesn't mean that you have to kind of check the box with all 11 signs, but this these are some indicators uh, that you're a healer. Uh, number one is you are drawn to healing at all you are drawn to it so you're drawing drawn to the aspect of healing in general you're just you you feel an you you know a draw towards 
energy work, towards Reiki, towards any of the traditional things I talked about, the alternative medicine. Um, you are drawn to, to just a healing aspect. You feel a draw. And that's really an, a, a really good indication because when people say to me, I feel like I'm meant to be a healer, but I don't know if I have the ability or the skill. How do I know? Well, that's your number one sign right there. You are drawn to it. Okay. And so when anybody even says that to me, I'm like, well, that's a pretty good indication um, that you're meant to have healing as part of your life. And that doesn't mean that you, you know, you quit your day job and go off and run out and become a healer. It means that that is a portion of who you are. Okay. Um, the second sign is you, you have an urge to develop your abilities. Um, it, it may not be healing abilities because you may not know yet. Um, a lot of times it comes the other way around. I'll have a lot of students who are, who, who are feeling uh, drawn into the metaphysical community, so they have the urge to develop their metaphysical or their spiritual um, abilities like their psychic abilities, their spirit communication abilities, their energy work abilities, their empath abilities. They're feeling drawn to develop uh, their spiritual body and the abilities that come with that. Then after they begin to develop those abilities, then a lot of times the, the first one comes around, then they start being drawn to healing work or helping people. So a lot of times the urge to develop your your psychic abilities or any abilities, mediumship, um, energy work, whatever, a lot of times that comes first. I probably should have turned that around. Um, but these are in no particular order. So if you have the urge to develop the abilities, then a lot of times then you have, you're very drawn as you learn more and gather knowledge and you develop your abilities, you're very drawn to the healing aspect of anything. Um, a lot of times healers tend to have abilities on the higher side as far as being an empath. So their empath abilities tend to be on the higher side. And that is something that you will discover as you learn to try to develop your abilities. You should be in some type of program if you're, if you're learning to develop your abilities um, and you're taking a class or something, and again, I have the class. I have a lot of students that, that um, learn about their, their different abilities. You, you should be learning about what empath abilities are because if you're learning to develop your abilities, you should have a cl- very clear idea of what the different types of abilities are, what the clairs are. And you should have a very good idea of where, where your abilities lie. So where you're stronger than you are in others. Um, if you don't, then you need to look into that further. I do a quiz. My students get a quiz so they can help to determine where their abilities lie on the scale of the clairs. And many times a healer's ability, um, an empath, their empath abilities tend to be higher. Um, so then we have anxiety and panic disorders. You would think that that would be probably not in the healing aspect, which is interesting. But people who have anxiety and panic disorders tend to have a very high ability to read energy. 
Um, and so it's interesting that people label that kind of as a disorder because it's actually an ability that, well, I guess it turns into kind of a disorder because then a lot of times it makes them not be able, able to function. But I think a lot of the reason for that is because they don't have the knowledge to know that they're reading energy. And so they don't realize that they're so overwhelmed with that energy at that moment that it causes them to have their body, their physical body and their spiritual body has a reaction or response to reading intense energy or whatever energy that they're reading. And then a lot of times that manifests as anxiety or panic in the brain. So then it causes people to, you know, sort of not know where it's coming from and, and kind of freak out a little and not to know what to do instead of shifting their mind to calming the body, calming the mind, and in really understanding, okay, what energy am I reading here? And that this is not necessarily my body reacting to something that is um, harmful to me but it's reacting in a way that I'm just reading an energy that I'm not vibing with. Very awesome. So that's why that happens. And again, a lot of empaths, um, definitely, since you're on the higher side with that ability usually, uh, they tend to experience anxiety or panic disorders, especially if they're on the higher side. So that's very common. You feel like you should be doing more as far as the healing aspects or just stuff in general for humanity and or, um, you know, helping and healing people, the planet, things, whatever. You feel like this urge should be to be doing more. Now, when you develop your abilities and you start realizing this is what usually happens, people will develop their abilities, their psychic abilities and whatnot, and then they will come to me or they will write me an email and say, I feel like I need to be doing more with this. You know, that as they hone that skill in, I feel like I need to be doing more. Um, what I want people to realize, which I feel like is a little important, is even if you have that urge to do more, that's not necessarily a sign in one. It is a sign that you're a healer. But I mean, it's not like a sign from God or your spirit guides per se in the way that people think it is. Basically, that's you being in tune with your spiritual body, and that's your natural natural healing abilities trying to surface. So I guess you could call it a sign in that way, but it, I, I just like people to look at it a little bit different. It, this is not an indication coming from the outside being you're told you're a healer. This is an indication from the inside, from your soul, from your spiritual body, just trying to surface, trying to get out, trying to poke its head through, and just being like... Yes, we need to do this more. This is part of who you are. A lot of times um, people have done it in past lives. Most of the time, let me rephrase that, healers um, have had some type of healing work that have gone on in other lifetimes. And so when you begin to develop your abilities, when you begin to become in tune with your spiritual body, when you begin to line up and vibrate and balance together, um, what happens is when you tune into your spiritual body, your spiritual body will then begin to show itself. The, the true colors of who you are on a spiritual level will then begin to surface and they will begin to poke through. And that can be confusing for some people because for some people who have never uh, tuned in their, to, to their spiritual body before, they've 
created themselves and who they are based on a lot of exterior and physical things um, because that's how you you're taught you're taught to sort of form yourself um, you know from a child to middle school to high school or whatever you're sort of taught to fit into society and how it want you know you're supposed to fit into this group or that group or this dress or that hair or that goal or that college whatever and so sometimes it's confusing because until you are in tune with your spiritual body your actual the surfacing of who you are on a soul level and very much past lives level because and I'm gonna I need to get into this more in a premium podcast I'm not going to get into it more today but uh, who you are on a soul level from lifetime to lifetime there will be little things that change but you will very much stay you to the very core of your soul so as you move from different lifetime to different lifetime you will carry a lot of the same gifts. You will carry a lot of the same abilities. You will carry a lot of the same uh, characteristics and qualities of who you are as a person. Like a lot of that will stay the same on a soul level. And even when you're on the other side, not incarnated, you will still be you to the very core of your soul, which is interesting because people... That, I think that that's why it freaks people out when they think that they pass on or go to the other side or people they know do. And then they're just like, oh, my God, I don't want to be different than who I am because I like who I am kind of. You know, I kind of like I don't want to lose myself. Well, that self of you, that part of you that you don't want to lose, that's been with you for your creation, hundreds and thousands of years. And that's why you don't want to lose it because it feels good, feels like it's a part of you. Right. And so when you align that part of you, when you're a healer, will naturally try to surface and poke through and be like, hey, remember, remember we do this? Remember you have this skill? Hey, remember we should, we should do this more. This is part of who you are. It makes you feel good, you know? So that's another aspect. Um, people tend to come to you with problem, problems or issues. Um, this is another good indi- indicator. They can come to you, and <laughs> I've done so much different type of work. Um, I've always done my healing work, but it doesn't matter what type of work I've done. Like when I was really young, I was a dental assistant for a while. Um, it's hilarious that everybody would come into the chair and literally spill their life story to me. It was People were always like, why do they always tell you that stuff? They would tell me things that I would be like, you're at the dentist? I'm, I'm not really sure I should know about all your teenage problems that you're having. I, you know, it's like it, it, I was very open and receptive and friendly. But I would, it, truthfully, I was shocked at the things that people tell, would tell me. Even now, even if they don't know what I do. And yes, I do meet some people that don't know what I do. Um, they will just open up and just start spilling problems and life stories to me. And it's funny to people around me, they're kind of used to it. But um, So if people tend to come to you with their problems, and it could be strangers, it could be friends, family, whatever. But if they tend to, you're the one that they tend to go to in the family or the friend group circle or whatever, or you get a lot of that at work or something, um, that's a pretty good indicator as well. That would be another one. So then we also have, um, I think that I'm on number 
seven, actually. Sorry, I didn't give you guys numbers during that time. So if you're in the healing field already, or you have a history of healers in your family, again, a lot of times uh, this could be traditional medicine. Could be maybe you have a lot of traditional uh, doctors or different things in your family or whatever, and then but you're interested in metaphysical healing. It's a, it doesn't matter the type of healing. It's the same thing. So if you're already in the healing field already, uh, and or you have a history of healers in your family, that's also a an indicator. And number eight, um, we're going to get into a few, couple physical things. Your hands tend to tingle, vibrate, uh, buzz, feel prickly, pins and needles, that type of thing. Um, this is different than for for the women out there, because some women's hands swell when they're retaining water, and they get hot and prickly or whatnot. That's a little bit different. So, if if you're not swelling, um, and your hands tingle, vibrate, get hot. That's another one. They get hot. Usually, they get hot on the palms. Um, that is definitely an indicator that you're a healer. Another one that people overlook often is your ears, and it can include your neck and face can heat up out of nowhere. Um, that's also an indicator that you're a channeler. That's why people tend to overlook this, but it's definitely a healing healer's quality. Um, my ears tend to heat up so hot that when people, they'll look at me, and I mean, I will turn red. And people will be like, why are you red? <laughs> so red? And sometimes I'll be like, well, touch this. And they will, it kind of freaks them out. Because I get so hot, like ridiculously hot, that they're like, ah, that, that okay, that's weird. <laughs> but that's because I'm also a very strong channeler. But um, my daughter has the same thing, her ears, neck, face, um, it, it usually comes along the ear and then down towards the neck if you have it in the neck or down towards the jawline. Um, it, and it's not uncomfortable. For me, it's the most relaxing feeling when it gets like that. I, I actually like it because it's, it's a very zen, a nice feeling. But you will definitely, you can turn red and you will heat up along that little line there. Um, dreams, number 10, dreams. Uh, if you have dreams of doing healing work and or a meeting with a council or people in white robes, that's usually almost always an indicator of you being a healer. Um, dreams of doing healing work. You, you may not even know what healing work you're doing because that's how the dream things work if, if you guys have been following my dream stuff. Um, but definitely you will be knowing, you, you, you will know that you're doing some type of healing work because there will like be people lined up in front of you or you will be using your hands or you may be just talking to them, but almost always you will know you're doing some type of healing work, even if you don't know what it is and you're like, I have no idea what just happened right then, but I definitely feel like I was helping people, you know, and then the council, if you're dreaming of a council, usually they're at a table um, or and or 
uh, you're dreaming of people in white robes that are having some type of communication with you or you're standing in front of them for whatever reason. That's what usually happens with the council and the white robes. Uh, the last thing that you, the last, the number 11, and we talked about this a little bit before, is you have the natural ability to raise someone's vibration. And that basically means they leave you feeling better than they did before they came. So if you have the natural ability to someone's to raise someone's vibration, how do you tell if you have that natural ability? Because they leave feeling, from having contact with you, they leave feeling better than they did when they walked in the door. And will you do that to everybody you meet? No, no, that's not how that works. It doesn't mean like, you know, every single person I'm going to run into, they're going to feel better than when they came into contact with me because sometimes I totally freak them out just when they find out what I do. Um, but but usually, for the most part, that when you're tuned into somebody, when you're, if they come to you with a problem, if they're feeling down about something or whatever, if you have the natural ability to just raise their vibration and they leave feeling better than when they came, um, then that's a pretty good indicator. So what do you do if you have a lot or some of these aspects and you believe you're a healer um, and you think that that's where you're supposed to go? Uh, the one thing, the, the first thing that you need to do, um, there's a couple of things you need to do. One is you need to learn as much as you possibly can about all the healing things that I've well, let me rephrase that because you don't want to go research everything I said. But you want to learn as much as you can about the stuff that you're interested in. So if you're interested in traditional, go that route. Alternative, go that route. If you're interested in the spiritual or the metaphysical, then get into that area. What are you drawn to? Whatever healing aspect you're drawn to might be psychic work, might be Reiki. You might start with one and then add three more. Um, but go that direction and absolutely sponge up and as learn, learn as much as humanly possible about that craft. And then when you've learned as much as humanly possible, keep learning. Keep going. So if you've learned as much as you can, take a class. Do more. Always take it one step further. You always can learn more. I mean, in this field... I'm I'm still even learning more and more and more and you know I've been learning for 40 some years and it's awesome and amazing because I feel like if I wasn't learning more you know maybe I'd be bored. You don't want to just know everything, right? You don't want to just know it and then you know that information for the next 10 years. Like that's not fun. You want to constantly be learning and exploring and developing. And a lot of times what'll happen is that then if you learn about one aspect, let's just take Reiki, for instance, or massage, um, then so massage people might then get into Reiki. And then they might, the then after they've really honed in the massage skill and the Reiki skill, they might get into um, like mediumship work or channeling or uh, long distance healing. You know, do you see what I mean? Usually healers will start with one that they're interested in and then they will, they will stack. They will stack on more abilities they will stack on um, more development and so you want to learn as much as possible and then you want to keep learning 
don't ever think that you just learned everything. Um, and so I de- again, I suggest taking classes uh, if, if you've read everything you could read and you feel stuck or you feel like you know everything, then keep going. Go find a mentor, take a class. Um, and here is one of my number one rules for anybody who's looking to get into the metaphysical or spiritual healing area. I would suggest you do this in any area if, you're, if you really want to become a healer. You really need to find a mentor. You really, really, I cannot express this enough. If you are going to really learn to become a healer and you are going to do this professionally or or professionally with money, professionally with not money, whatever, you feel like you are meant to heal people and raise their vibrations. I don't care if you're 22, 18, or 69. If you're learning to get into this, you, again, I cannot express this enough. It is so important you find a mentor. Um, it's, it's, it's the responsible thing to do is to find a mentor. If you really want to do your clients or the people who you come into the best service you can, it's the responsible thing to do is find a mentor. Um, because I had two amazing mentors and they mentored me for years I mean years it's not like you find a mentor and you go in and it's a it's a um, you know two-week thing you really need to have somebody that you can be in contact with and ask questions and learn and they can guide you because learning the information being taught the information and doing it is one thing but you really do need to be it's kind of like you know if people go into surgery like a surgeon they always have somebody that stands by and watches them and or helps them develop and make sure that they're taking that knowledge from the books to real life in a way that is um to the best of their ability right they don't just throw you into a surgeon's table and say okay you read about it and you practiced on stuff you go good job good luck that that's that's irresponsible right so you find a mentor um for those of you who are having a hard time finding a mentor i definitely would love to you to um uh, check out my spirit community or get on my email list via the chi meditation because that's going to be my next step i do do mentoring with my uh psychic classes my my stuff that i'm doing with that But um, this year I'm going to be adding in the spirit communication classes and I'm also going to be adding in some mentorship for healers Uh, because because people keep coming to me and saying I need to find somebody to help me or mentor. Nobody wants to teach. Nobody wants to help guide me and I have nowhere to go. And so I just thought, well... I, I can totally do that. I've mentored people for years. I'm, so I'm going to expand my mentorship program because I've been doing it for a very long time. And because it's important. It's really important for you guys. If, you're, if you feel like you're a healer, I feel like it's important for you to have the option to find a mentor and not just be like, well, great. She said if I had a mentor and I can't even find one. How is this ever going to work? And then throw that out the window, right? That'd just be not helpful at all. So... Um, like I said, you can email me, uh, get on my list, get on my spirit community, um, community. And I will be talking about this, this year, 
And while I'm putting together my my larger mentorship program, then you guys can be working on your knowledge and you're developing your abilities and all of that. So hopefully this was helpful um, and on how to tell if you are a healer. And I know that there's a lot of amazing healers out there. So I'd love to connect with you guys. Come join the spirit community. It's going to be awesome. All right. Hopefully you have a wonderful day. And until next time, aloha.